you know, there's all these stories about, you know, guys over in Macedonia who are running these fake news sites. Number 24 is Content Farms in Macedonia. Bidiki ako se napravi greška, tak je bide kobna. Nema vrakinja nazad. So, Europe need to, to remain more sexypil lady in the world. Ajde, majkata! Gospode, čuva Macedonija in izinite gregi. I'm Jason Miko coming to you from the foot of the Catalina Mountains in Oro Valley, Arizona. And this is Cvitan Čelemana from Skopje, Macedonia. And you'll note that we had no intro there because I am totally unprepared for this. Uh, this is the Macedonian Content Farmers podcast, and we are recording this podcast on Monday, the 19th of September. I was out of town all weekend, so Svet uh, and I apologize a little bit for being somewhat... We do it live. We do it live. We do it live. We do it live and on the go and on the run. And uh, and actually, and I was, I was completely um, uh, absorbed in the committal ceremony of uh, mm. Queen Elizabeth II, so, which was uh, just concluding now in London as we, uh, in Windsor as we record this. Mm -hmm. um, but we did talk a little bit on email and whatnot about some of the subjects we want to talk about today. It's been a couple of weeks uh, since I was there in Macedonia and a since we did our last podcast, uh, and there are a couple of things going on. Uh, mm -hmm. I think we talked about, well, well, in this episode, we'll talk about the, the, the new American ambassador, the departure of uh, Kate Burns, uh, some interesting issues going on with the Skopje mayor, uh, Daniela. Um, yeah, uh, big mess what there. Was, what was it? Oh, and the referendum with uh, the, the Talat Jaferi, the so-called yeah. speaker of the so-called parliament. Mess. Yeah. Uh, and then there was a, uh, interestingly enough, I just noticed this this morning, uh, this uh, survey from the Konrad Adnar Stiftung Foundation. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll kind of maybe walk through that. But let's let's start at the top with um, kind of what's going on with Daniela, uh, the uh, mayor of Skopje, who was supported, uh, ran as an independent in local elections, but supported by Bomaro, and now there seems to be some sort of a falling out, and I think you, you've been following that. What is, uh, what's going on there? What are, what, what are the details? Yeah, it's a major uh, mess for Vimera there. So, uh, remember, Vimera won the local elections uh, last year, and uh, specifically their victory in the Skopje mayoral race uh, uh, through Daniela Arsovska, who is like a businesswoman. Mm -hmm. uh, although nobody knows what business she's into, honestly, uh, she was head of the <laughs> she was head of a smaller chamber of commerce, which was set up to rival the large dinosaur chamber of commerce uh, which is more is the sm alliance so she led like a more nimble more uh, agile new chamber of smaller and mid-sized businesses a chamber of commerce and she was very vocal during grievsky's time as you know supporting all the good free market reforms he was doing so you know we all knew she's like uh Vimero, but um, never a party member not too outspoken so mm -hmm. Vimero nominated her for uh, mayor. She won against uh, Petra Shirligo from ISDSM. And this prompted Zayev to resign. So Zayev said that he will resign if he loses the mayoral race in Skopje. And uh, she won after this very ugly uh, campaign in which ISDSM were alleging that she has a Bulgarian passport and she denied mm -hmm. this. Uh, they were calling her the Bulgarian. Uh, uh, they were using uh, the Bulgarian word for mayor, commit or a female version, Kmitica, uh, mm -hmm. to mock her. Mm -hmm. uh, 
but uh, in the end, Zayev resigned as party leader and prime minister, and Vemera uh, had a full sweep of all urban municipalities in Skopje, all major cities across the country, and the major, you know, the the joint mayoral position of Skopje. Uh, but pretty soon we started hearing that she's not very, she's not, uh, she, she would hire Vimura people, then quickly fire them, especially in the PR department. We would notice this as journalists. Uh, she appointed, uh, as you know, as was part of the coalition agreement, Vimura people to the key departments of the city, like the cleaning service, the parking, the water and sewage uh, utility company these are like the major the drisla uh, mm -hmm. dump uh, all the communal um, utility companies some went to albanians but you know who were also coalition partners but most of them are but we could sense something is going badly and then we noticed a problem when she and the mayor of karposh steve chakimovsky who is also elected with help of Vemera, but not a Vemera candidate. But okay, he, he owns his own turf. He practically earned uh, Vemera's support, while Danila was elevated to the position by Vemera. She would have been nobody without the party supporting her. So we noticed both of them uh, avoiding all the media in the country and only doing interviews and uh, weekly broadcasts uh, with one uh, uh, news site, Infomax, which is very outspokenly pro-Vemera news site, uh, pretty brave, pretty courageous in uh, uncovering crime on the part of SDSM. They were the ones who were on the election uh, day uh, going to different uh, parts of the country, showing how SDSM people are bribing voters, intimidating voters. But we see them on this uh, news site all the time. And then Stevcho begins uh, criticizing Vemero. But we say, okay, he has a lot of criminal charges from his previous mayoral uh, mandates. So maybe SDSM is blackmailing him. Then Infomax begins to echo some of these comments, which is unimaginable. It would be like CNN turning on the Democrats <laughs> in the US or Fox News on the Republicans. And then we realize, okay, wait, but Danila is also there, so she might eventually be part of this apparent uh, turnaround, and she does. And now she uh, began firing uh, the Vimmer-appointed uh, officials. Mm. She had a very heated, you know, even neutral people said, like, this is very ugly from her, very unseemly, like very, very dirty-talking uh, uh, assault on Vimmer leader Mitskovsky using immediately started using like ASDSM talking points. Uh, the same stuff ASDSM said in a statement the next day, like uh, accusing Mitskovsky, like, uh, come here, why are you hiding? Are you hiding of a woman? You know, like this cheap uh, demagoguery. And people were amazed. We, we considered her like a, like a refined, elevated person, more or less. Uh, not, not to mention the fact that she's turning on her own party. And she accused, so basically there is one large contract in which somebody, some internationals, the UN or the EU, I'm not sure, they're giving like 130 million to the city. Uh, we still don't have like a sewage treatment plant. So practically mm. all the raw sewage goes into the Vardar 
and uh, straight to Greece. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, so um, I, I failed to see the problem. Yeah. Uh, but uh, <laughs> they were going to give us money to build like a sewage treatment plant, and one there are two competing bids. One is from the Austrian EVN company, mm -hmm. and the other they wouldn't name the company, but it's American Turkish, so it's obviously with the blessing of the American diplomats here. So Danila is uh, openly agitating for this uh, American-Turkish uh, consortium. Uh, and uh, she accused the Vimera manager of the water and sewage company of uh, trying to sabotage the... She, she said, you know, he's a crook, he's trying to divert the contract uh, in the direction of uh, the Austrian company. but. You know, knowing them both, it makes much more sense that, uh, and especially the way she has acted recently, uh, Danila, it makes more sense that, you know, she's the one trying to steer the deal to this Turkish-American company. And, you know, this brings to the fore uh, something that SDSM were saying about her father while she was Vimera candidate, that he was a high-level police official uh, in the past, and practically now the thinking is that uh, Steve Chakimovsky, the mayor of Karpos, was threatened and bribed by SDSM, threatened with criminal charges, bribed by police officials, and Vimera says that Danila was contacted through her father by top SDSM official uh, Mila Zicevic, who is a former head of the secret police, that he practically, through her father, that he turned her probably with promises of all sorts of uh, uh, lucrative contracts which the government can offer you to turn against uh, Vimara. And she did in a very dramatic fashion. So now Vimara lost practically the mayor of Skopje and uh, a, a, mayor, a mayor of a major uh, municipality within Skopje. Hmm. Well, you know, I, I'm, I'm wondering if... Um you know, the party is having any regrets in, in having supported her. Of course, what was the alternative at the same time? Um, I, I do think to a, a certain degree this, and, and that's a very good analysis. Thank you for sharing that with listeners. Um, it speaks to the, the, the issue. One of the issues, and a similar issue that we're having here, I think, in America right now, at least on the Republican Party side, and that is mm -hmm. uh, the quality of candidates and, you know, yeah. where, do, where do candidates come from? Uh, the trustworthiness. What's that? Trustworthiness. trustworthiness. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. How Trust many people betrayed Trump? Yeah. Some will, they were still in office. Yeah, well, there's that. And on, of course, on the other side is, you know, do we have actual conservative candidates or are people just yeah. like, you, you look at the uh, the Senate candidate in uh, Pennsylvania, Mehmet Oz, Oz the television uh, doctor, who, mm. um, you know, people discovered that he was a, a Republican and Oz discovered that he himself was a Republican about 20 minutes before he declared for office. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you got issues like that as well. So um, I think these are the this this whole episode with Daniela kind of speaks speaks to that issue um, and and the need for for really good, solid candidates uh, when you are running for whatever office, uh, whether it's local or or national mm. there in Macedonia, as well as here. Uh, but that's an issue, I think, that, that the leadership of the party needs to um, really be looking at and, and I'm not sure if they're doing that I, I to me it seems and, and just kind of reflecting on my my you know two and two weeks plus in Macedonia a couple of weeks ago uh it it, it seems that the party Vumero uh we can talk about citizens separately but Vumero mm -hmm. seems to be going through a kind of a 
continuing to go through this period of, 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 of some turmoil internally and trying to figure out, you know, what, what are we doing? Where are we going? Who's leading? What's our message? Yeah. What are our message points, et cetera? It, it, it seems to be uh, a mixed bag at best, in, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and I think that kind of leads into this, this next question. Of course, the party did put forward this idea of holding a referendum on the French-Bulgaria uh, uh, proposal to, to finally get Macedonia into the uh, European Union, for what it's worth. Uh, and uh, I believe the party came up with enough signatures to put it before Parliament, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but then Tala Jaferi, the so-called speaker, basically decided that he was um, uh, judge, jury, and executioner mm. all at the same time and said that yeah. it's against the uh, the Constitution, which, of course, that's, uh, that's a dubious uh, statement on his behalf. He doesn't have the authority to do that, apparently, according to a number of people I've read and listened to. Uh, so mm. there won't be a referendum, apparently. But uh, what... And, and, and interestingly enough, as well, I think, um, going back to this the survey we mentioned at the top of the, the, the show about the French, uh, or about the Konrad Adenauer uh, uh, survey, that majority of citizens, 57.1%, according to the Konrad Adenauer Foundation, are against uh, this whole thing. So there won't be a referendum. Uh, Talaj very squashed it. Um, what is, is the party, the leadership, going to try and do anything about this, or are they just going to let it slide? Uh, well, first of all, it was even worse than, uh, you know, just banning the referendum. Jafiri said that we cannot hold a referendum of, on an international, uh, internationally, like, uh, I don't know, acclaimed uh, treaty, like mm. international law supersedes Macedonian law. So that was the, oh, the craziness yeah. which mm. they're going with. Uh, so practically we have to, uh, th th there is uh, an order from uh, Bulgaria that they will block us. Uh, they will not let us open new accession talks unless right. we... Uh, amend the constitution to bring the Bulgarians, to name the Bulgarian community, people, nation, in the preamble of the constitution along with other nations, which we, Macedonian opposition resists because they say, listen, Bulgaria does not recognize Macedonians in any way, shape or form mm -hmm. as a minority, especially in their territory. So there is no reciprocity and we cannot extend them the same courtesy, which let's say Serbs or Albanians, they recognize Macedonians, so we have no problem recognizing them as well, but this is something that should be a matter of reciprocity. Mm -hmm. um, and Vomero blocks this because the government does not have uh, 81 votes, even with all the Albanian parties together, they're still short, like four or five votes, and uh, Vomero blocks this. Uh, but the government is threatening, is saying that they're going to have a repeat of 2018 when uh, through arrests, through blackmail, through pressure from the U.S. Embassy uh, and other diplomats here, the government practically forced eight and then eventually nine Vimera members of parliament to vote for the name change. So they're practically saying we're going to do the same thing. There are, they, they, they couch this, they say there are members of parliament from Vimera who see the how correct and righteous our path to the EU is our EU policies and they're secretly in talks with us. So they're alleging that uh, they, they have somebody already in the bag. Mm. Uh, Vimero responded by calling for a referendum. 
they're also calling on the government, okay, if you have the votes, stage the vote, mm -hmm. if you're so sure that some of our people have switched, have turned. Uh, but most of all, uh, Vimera was, uh, Mitskovsky was saying that he wants the referendum to take place alongside with general elections. So practically his offer to the internationals, I suppose, was I'm going to remove this obstacle. I'm going to keep blocking this, obviously. That's the one card they can play at the moment. The other card is good management of the municipalities in our control, but obviously this is now becoming a problem. Uh, so he says, I can, uh, I will give you maybe a few votes in parliament, I will, uh, but uh, in exchange I request early elections in which I expect to beat SDSM and form a government. Uh, and obviously he did not get this. I mean, he, I, I suppose he was in negotiations with the government, with the diplomats, but they didn't blink, they didn't give him the referendum. Uh, he made a, something that concerned many people. He phrased the question uh, uh, in the negative. So do, uh, are you opposed to the French proposal, to the Bulgarian treaty? And when you do this, so, so when you are setting the referendum, you can say, do you support the Bulgarian treaty or do you oppose the Bulgarian treaty? And the, for the referendum to succeed, you need to have like 900,000 people voting, which is impossible. I mean, SDSM and all the Albanians barely got 600,000 in 2018 for the Greek treaty. Mm -hmm. So he's supposed to say, do you support the Bulgarian treaty? Then boycott the referendum, forces the SM and the Albanians to turn out again, like five, 600,000 people, and uh, it fails or even maybe not boycott, uh, but uh, hope that half of the SDSM, usual SDSM voters are so outraged by the deal with Bulgaria that they will vote with Vimera and then, you know, expose SDSM as controlling only 100,000 votes on this issue, which, you know, possibly even outright winning, like 900,000 people vote and 500,000 are, oppo are opposed to the Bulgarian treaty side with Vimera. So Vimera beats both SDSM and the Albanians together. This would have been a major accomplishment. Mm -hmm. But he phrased the question the other way, like upside down. And this means that Vimera is now has the obligation to turn out 900,000 voters. This is impossible. This mm -hmm. is undoable. Uh, SDSM would just threaten their voters, even those who are outraged at anything, at the Bulgaria to stay at home, threaten them with firing from public sector jobs or other retribution. Albanians would say boycott to their voters and, you know, Vomero would get maybe like four or 500,000 votes at most. So once he phrased the question, everybody was alarmed. They said, okay, this is disaster. We're, we're heading for a defeat on this issue. SDSM can just accept the referendum, give you the referendum and you will lose. And then what? I mean, then some of the weaker maybe members of parliament in Vomero would have an actual excuse to cross party lines and vote with SDSM because, you know, the issue was obviously not important enough to the majority of the population to come out and vote. Mm -hmm. So we were, everybody was concerned. What's he thinking? Maybe there was a lot of speculation in these media outlets such as Infomax, such as these uh, now outlets supporting Daniel Arsovska and uh, Stevcha Kimovsky saying that, uh, uh, okay, maybe he's doing this on purpose. 
He has a deal with the Americans that we lose the referendum. He gives them the votes, but maybe they will allow him an election, early elections if he delivers this to the U.S. Embassy. So it looked bad at start. For a while it looked good when Mitskovsky started insisting on early elections. People thought, okay, maybe he has an agreement with somebody in the diplomatic corps. But then SDSM just said, listen, we believe that the, the change of constitution can take place in the next year and a half, during which we are preparing for accession talks with the EU. So we are in no hurry to give Mitskovsky early elections. It's not like it's a gun to our heads that we begin accession talks tomorrow, that Albania begins accession talks tomorrow. This would force our hands. So if Albania is given accession talks in a few months, then we are behind Albania and this would be a political problem for the government. So this might force them to go into a risky adventure, give them early elections and hope that you know, they do you know, not too bad in the elections, while at the same time the internationals hope or make sure that the pro-Macedonian side loses the referendum, even though so Vimera may win the elections, may have more votes, more seats in parliament than SDSM, if we have two ballots, an election ballot and a referendum ballot at the same time. So Vimera likely wins the general elections, but could lose the referendum if not too many SDSM people cross the line and vote no on the referendum. So then the Albanians and most of SDSM could beat Vimera in the referendum. So Vimera would gain a government, but would be forced to implement the treaty with Bulgaria because it would they would lose the referendum. This, this was another option that was on the table. But then, you know, essentially Jaffer said no referendum, we are going to protract this issue with Bulgaria and uh, we'll wait for a year and a half until uh, it becomes a very urgent uh, issue that it, it needs to be settled and then we'll probably have a major uh, a tense moment in a year and a half unless the government falls in the meantime mm. due to the you know spiraling out of control inflation and uh, economic issues but at the moment it looks that political issues are not going to bring down the government on the contrary they seem to be on the taking the initiative right well and yeah you you mentioned you know, both inflation and of course this winter with the whole issue with uh, energy and heating not just for macedonia but for for all of europe uh it's already cold i'm i'm i'm, I'm actually having a blanket <laughs> in, <laughs> in september it's wow it started off re real bad oh boy okay so you're gonna yeah, have russians a... are not doing so good on the battlefield but they're winning the climate change thing at, at the moment <laughs> No, Greta's winning the climate change thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. Uh, oh, wow. Okay, well, it's it's still this week here, just as a, as a quick... Here, let's do a weather forecast. Uh, local weather brought to you by... Uh, yeah. No, it'll, it'll still be in the 30s here uh, this week, so we don't have mm -hmm. to worry about that. But, um, but yeah, those are things, actually, that, would bring, that could easily bring down the government, any government. That's usually the way it works, uh, is, is it, it's economic issues... Uh, you've got very high inflation right there. You've got the energy, et cetera, that's 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 coming up. But but since you mentioned the um, you know talking quite a bit about the uh, the State Department and whatnot, let's give it pivot, I guess, over to the new um, ambassador. I can tell, by the way, just looking at my Twitter feed, 
that Kate is no longer there because the uh, U.S. Uh, embassy in, in Macedonia, their Twitter feed no longer has her picture there for the U.S. ambassador to Macedonia. It just has the oh, yeah. United States embassy, Scopia, um, the, uh, the eagle. Uh, it's the, uh, mm-hmm. uh, what do you call it? A pluribus unum. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, uh, the mark or whatever it's called. So anyway, so they, they haven't put in, so Kate has left the building. Uh, I do have to mention, though, that her last tweet on September 15 last week, uh, she says, Honored that for more than three years I had the privilege to serve as the U.S. ambassador to, in, and I won't say the word, Macedonia. Uh, happy to see uh, Macedonian flag imagery progress these years and our continued partnership and cooperation. Thank you to citizens, partners, and colleagues for this unforgettable journey. Um, well, and, and of course, you know, I think my response to that tweet was, this wasn't progress, this is regress. Uh, mm. and, uh, partnership, well, all of her pictures there, are, there's Tala Jaferi, there's Buyar Osmani, there's, uh, Tache, there's Stevo, uh, and then various pictures with children, oh, the defense minister, etc. So those are her partners. It's always, um, it's always the left. Uh, mm. so, but anyway, so she is, she has left the building and the new ambassador, uh, Angela Aguilar, Angela mm-hmm. Price Aguilar. She was appointed in June by uh, the president. Um, she comes, I don't know when she's coming in. Um, it's, yeah, no idea. Yeah, it's, it's worth remembering. She, she did serve as the um, uh, public affairs officer. Uh, interesting, yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. Funny the way the State Department does this, because it says, uh, previous assignments include public affairs officer at the American Embassy in Skopje, Macedonia. It says that, but she is being appointed yeah. <laughs> as the uh, ambassador designate to uh, the inward Macedonia, um, and it does and know. Who knows what it will be called or <laughs> by the time she, she gets here? In, in by the time she leaves. <laughs> uh, interesting. A, a graduate of the University of Utah, she speaks French, Macedonian, and some Hindi. Uh, so. Uh, yeah, she was in Pakistan staging. All oh, right. Coup. Oh, that's right. Yes. Okay. She was also in Budapest as well for some time, as well as uh, failing to stage a coup. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> and also in Ouagadougou, uh, the capital of Burkina Faso. Ouagadougou, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, which is the which is the, the most. F- it's it's it is it's a it's a joy to actually say that word because it's just fun to pronounce. The capital of Burkina Faso. Yeah. Formerly talking about name changes, Burkina Faso. Mm. Uh, I'll let listeners think for oh, yeah. 10 seconds here about what Burkina Faso was before it became Burkina Faso. It was Upper Volta. Upper Volta. Yeah. Now, now the interesting thing, of course, is there never was a lower Volta. Uh, so let that yeah. sink in. Um, Just like our situation here. <laughs> oh, no, there's Southern Macedonia. So we all know where it is. Yeah. So. Anyway, so she, she, she's coming in soon. Uh, expect more of the same in the long tradition of U.S. ambassadors interfering per the State Department's direction uh, in the affairs of smaller nation states. Uh, so, we'll see. Um, yeah, this just practically takes away all the excitement of having early elections and electing a <laughs> prime minister because the, the head of the government and is practically, and, and the judiciary and the, and the parliament and the legislature is appointed in Washington, so there is really no point in... In voting and you know participating in the charade, which we're to the extent that we're allowed to to have a charade, even I mean they might do away with elections altogether. <laughs> <laughs> our, our overlords, the way things are going. 
No, no, no. You got to have some semblance of, uh, of a, yeah. you know, a, a framework of a democracy. So, um, hmm. anyway, we'll we'll keep a, we'll keep pretense. a yeah pretense. That's that's a better word. We'll we'll keep a lookout for that. Um, but again, expecting more of the same. Uh, so the the State Department, and again, I want to make clear we, we we have a tendency. I have a tendency myself to say the Americans is the Americans. Ad. It's not. It's not the Americans. It's the yeah, State yeah, Department. Yeah, yeah. So it's a. State Department will never love, uh, is always going to be uh, from the left, uh, progressive, liberal, far left, uh, border, neo-Marxian, if you want to call it that. Um, and mm. they're never going to appreciate or work with uh, the center-right in any country. Uh, they'll work with them only to the extent that they can undermine them, let's put it that way. So, yeah. uh, but... Uh, let's, let's go back to this survey again. Cause I just, again, I just found this before we, we got on the phone here, uh, or whatever mm -hmm. it is we're talking on, uh, to record this, this, uh, Conrad Adenauer, just a thing. It, what, what grabbed me was that, uh, the headline, uh, this is a Republic article. I'm looking at survey, uh, Pindorovsky rated as the worst president ever, uh, mm -hmm. French proposal unacceptable for 57% of Macedonian citizens. And, uh, if, if you scroll down to that part about, uh, El Presidente, um, he has a rating. Where did it go? Uh, I lost it. Um, no, he's not. Yeah, he's, he's, he might, he, the the, he's, the most favorable uh, of all Macedonian presidents was uh, the late Boris Trekovsky, uh, followed by Kirill Gligorov. Most favorable. Most favorable. Yeah, yeah. the highest, uh -huh. highest, highest rated. So Boris first, then Kiro, Branko, uh, Jorge, and then Stevo mm -hmm. uh, with the lowest score. And, and what was interesting to me was I saw a, another article, I think it was last week, in which um, Stevo said that uh, Macedonians who are against the, those Macedonians who are against the French-Bulgarian proposal have a, a low self-esteem, which I'm going to write an article about this. I have to, uh, because there's, mm -hmm. there's a number of things that you can unpack from just that statement that, from Stevo, that, you know, Macedonians who are against the French Bulgarian proposal have low self esteem. Mm -hmm. Well, number one, yeah. Mr. President, uh, Macedonians have been have been and have had to live with humiliation for all these years on mm. various levels, mainly brought well brought about by two things: the incompetence of various Macedonian governments, and we know who they are, as as well as the capitulation of various Macedonian governments, combined with the pressure from outside, mainly the State Department, the EU, and NATO. Uh, so they've been humiliated. They've, they've had to live with that humiliation. Um, and m the second thing, Mr. President, is, well, if, if you truly believe that, and, and, and if people do have you know, low self-esteem, mm. what are you going to do about it? Shouldn't you be mm. doing something about it as president? Shouldn't you be doing something to kind of uh, increase the, the self-esteem of, of Macedonians? Or are you just going to sit there and tell them that they have low self-esteem and they are uh, not to be, um, you know, yeah. not to be taken seriously. I suppose. Um, yeah, exactly right. You can on, you can be on a losing side for only so long before you eventually yeah. back up and leave. And right. uh, Pentarovsky himself said that if I wasn't a president, I would have moved out of this country. It's a mm. famous statement. Yeah. He made the Serbian, the Serbian media picked it up, and uh, then he also famously in an interview with the Bulgarian said that Goza Delchev was a Bulgarian. And then a few days later said that, oh, no, but actually he just said that he was Bulgarian, like so many now in Macedonia declare Bulgarian ancestry just to get a passport. In Gotsadolchev's case, just to get like admission in the military academy in Sofia. 
uh, but he didn't, didn't mean this. Mm. So now <laughs> a lot of issues touching on here. So we, we actually do have like uh, 100, 150,000 Macedonians who have made the statement that they are Bulgarians, including the wife of uh, Prime Minister Kovacevsky, including apparently Daniela Arsovska, the mayor, like prominent political figures, former Prime Minister Ljubča Georgievski, of course. Okay, he did this to avoid persecution in Macedonia, but everybody has a reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so to say that there is no danger of losing the Macedonian national identity to the Bulgarian national identity after knowing all too well that hundreds of thousands of people have made the statement, whether they mean it, how deeply they mean it or not, who cares? Uh, it's mostly, you know, to move to, Germ- to, to Germany, to Switzerland, to England to find better jobs, but it's still a defeat for the country, but mm-hmm. any way you look at it. And then at the same time, you are part of, uh, uh, you're working on implementing an international deal to rewrite our history in, through the Bulgarian narrative. So you'll have generations coming in and learning at schools that, you know, Gotza was Bulgarian, Tsar Samuel was Bulgarian. So, okay, well, but where do we begin? And right. in Pendarovsky's mind, in the mind of the left, well, that's easy. We begin with uh, the Second World War. <laughs> right, this is the only part of history the left cares about, the partisan uh, communist movement. Only Not the entire partisan movement, just the communists in the partisan movement, right. which fits perfectly with the Bulgarian position. They say, okay, fine, of course, everything prior was ours, but okay, we'll, we'll grant you like uh, a, a guerrilla movement in that you had a civil war uh, and afterwards the left side discovered they were Macedonians. So this is Pandarovsky's offer to the country, endless concessions to Greece, endless concessions to the Albanians, endless concessions to Bulgaria, government elected uh, with the minority of the Macedonian vote, majority of the Albanian vote, or all the Albanian votes supporting it. Uh, tr- practically, you know, even the government you know, does nothing uh, on its own without going to the U.S. Embassy first. Uh, go to Serbia to provide us with vaccines, with electricity now, with fuel. They're turning to, to Greece for fuel. I mean, the government does not, uh, for vaccines, they turn, no, the government does not, you know, meet basic public services it mm-hmm. should. And everybody has some relative somewhere, like any, everybody has a relative either in Bulgaria or in Serbia or Vlach relatives. So if you are the losing side for so long, you know, I, I have actually seen people who were outspoken opponents of SDSM of the Greek treaty shortly after say, okay, but listen, if we are the losing side now in Macedonians, I have a, a Serbian ancestor. I can apply for public sector jobs through the Serbian party. I can, I can take out a Serbian passport. Those taking out Bulgarian passports are less vocal, but as we said, they're far more numerous because Bulgaria is in the EU. There is an active resurgence in, uh, like, uh, re, not resurgence. Uh, okay, maybe resurgence is a good word. Uh, reawakening of the Vlach identity, even though often these are people who, uh, it's a very small community. Most of them don't speak the language, but they say, listen, I mean, I can count on support from Romania and Greece for passports, for travel, for whatever. And I don't want to be on the losing side. Mm-hmm. So 
it's actually a very active danger. It's not, but there, there is a position in atheism that listened to uh, Vumero people are the ones who take Bulgarian passports, which could be true in the sense that Vumero voters are usually more lower working class people, as opposed to the elites of SDSM. You know, they often do not have like father or grandfather to get them a public sector job, you know, enro enroll them in university, you know, uh, appoint them uh, to hereditary public sector jobs in the healthcare, in the education. Mm -hmm. These are often people who are truck drivers, who are, you know, uh, drywall installers. Salt of the plumbers. earth. Yep. Yeah, the normals, norm, normies. And they're the ones who say, listen, I, ha I can work in Macedonia for uh, peanuts or I can go to Germany and mm -hmm. work, you know, live as king. Or at least make enough money. I, I, there is, I actually see people now going to Germany, working a little, and then coming back and, you know, they live like kings in Macedonia for the remainder of the year. Mm -hmm. So if, I, if I'm going to be cleaning toilets, I might as well do it somewhere where I get paid for it. Right. So, yeah, it's, uh, these are the type of people that would be looking for a Bulgarian passport. So this is the ASDSM position. They would say um, Vimura are the ones who have a... They're trying to turn, you know, turn defensive position into offensive position. They say Vimura have weak identity, uh, they have always been weak toward Bulgaria, and uh, now they are imagining a process of Bulgarization, while at the same time, you know, the, it, we have an actual, very realistic process of Macedonians making concessions left and right to the point that people are asking, what's the, is this our nation state? Is it, uh, we are the worst off, possibly with the exception of the Roma. Everybody else has mm. some, some backer, international backer, can gain some uh, better position in life mm -hmm. through ethnic uh, background, except the Macedonians. Right. Well, it's, it's interesting. I, I was just, while you were going through that, uh, I, I looked up one of his quotes. He said, um, he, this is Pindarovsky says, uh, and this might be a loose translation, that, that there's no danger that we, the Macedonians, will eventually become Bulgarians through the European process. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's not the point. Uh, the point is that the identity of Macedonians will be weakened to such a point that it becomes anything but Macedonian. Maybe, mm. and, and this is over time, you know, um, things yeah. like this move at a glacial pace compared yeah. to our 24-7 instant life that we all now live in the online world. Mm. But it is real, and just like water will, uh, just like, you know, water in a rock that freezes, uh, in a crack in the rock that freezes, yeah. will eventually break that rock over time. The identity of Macedonians will eventually erode to the point where, uh, you know, Macedonians think of themselves as something else, or they're gone, which then invites, of course, uh, other malignant, malevolent state actors to come in and cause trouble in Macedonia, or take a chunk out of Macedonia, or whatever. And so for him to mm. say that is, um, I think it's dangerous for him to say that there's no danger. <laughs> uh, mm. and, and it's, it's not serious either because he's, he's, and, and he's using it to score political points for his party, which even though he's technically yeah. not a member of Sidisa, he's a man of the left, uh, which is unfortunate. So a uh, broader picture, as you were talking there, I was thinking again, you know, it, isn't it interesting that here in the United States, 
the, the Democrats, the party of the left, are rich white liberals. <laughs> and it's yeah. the working people, increasingly Hispanics, uh, salt-of-the-earth people that are, the, the, that are members of the Republican Party that are lean to the right. Same thing in Macedonia. You know, it's these, it's these you know, wealthier white liberals that are leading Sidisa. And it is everybody else that is kind of you know the working people that are a part of the right because they're they're tied, tied to the land they're, you know, tied to blood and soil and there's nothing wrong with that yeah. uh, because that's the way most of the world works. We're we the United States are a creedal nation. We're built on these ideas, but every other country is built on an on an ethnic basis to a large degree. Uh, and mm. if, if Pendarovsky thinks that that is uh, not in danger. Well, it's in danger everywhere. This, this, you know, even if you just want to stick with the idea of globalization. Um, but uh, it, it, anyway, I'm I'm going to write about that. So that was that was wrong of him to say that. But that maybe yeah. maybe that's part of the reason why he's considered the worst president uh, in Macedonia's history. Yeah. So oh. yeah, they have their SDSM people, media outlets saying, literally saying, like days after the treaty was signed, well, okay, we signed the treaty and nobody turned Bulgarian overnight. So, <laughs> but, but it's, yeah, but they're, they're yeah. deliberately playing the playing fools and idiots yeah. and uh, trying to ignore the what, what they're doing. Right. Because it's actually, I mean, it's really harming their own side. Like, yeah. it's a huge deal with their own people yeah. who, who, have, who have historically been the ones who hated Bulgaria. So to be to be forced to make these concessions, like it's really painful. It's really split their voter block, and this is their defense, like denying that that they're doing anything. Yeah. Well, it's <laughs> um, yeah, good point that it, it does ultimately hurt their side. They don't see that though. Uh, but going back to what we talked about a little bit earlier, I do think Vomero needs to figure out how to get his house in order uh, if they want to. Uh, if they want to lead the country again, which I think they will at some point, it's just a question of when. So, yeah. well, let's let's do this. I gotta I gotta run. We're gonna have to keep this one short, I think. Um, but I think we covered all the the, the current issues. Um, when we reconvene in a couple of weeks, it'll be even colder in Macedonia, <laughs> and you can, yep, yep. you can give us an update on uh, on uh, how many blankets you're having to wear on the house because you can't uh, <laughs> keep your heat uh, uh, turned up. Uh, all right. Yeah, we're off to a real bad start. <laughs> yeah, not not good. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hear that. But well, good catching up with you. We will reconvene in a couple weeks' time to f- talk about the latest events in Macedonia. Yep. And I will inform you if somebody has turned Bulgarian in the meantime. <laughs> <laughs> if I notice somebody on the street. Sounds good. All right. Thanks so much. <laughs> okay, buddy. Take care. Take care. Bye bye.